0: just go to cars.com It's magical. Sir, I have a question for you, ma'am. I have a question. I have a lost child. His name is Rocket Recorders. Man, Michael Brown, have you seen this off? Well, thanks for your help. No, I mean, the, they didn't
1: play, they didn't play a terrible game. But I feel like there's no sense in, you know, this is not going to be a repeat of last show. You know, we don't need to go into like specifics of specific players who suck tonight. It's just it's just gonna get me pissed off and angry, so I'm not even gonna mention any names. Everybody listening and watching knows who played well tonight and who didn't for the Rockets. Uh the four they played a great three quarters. I had nothing wrong. I had no problem with the way that they played those three quarters. You score seven points in the fourth quarter? Against Charlotte? Are you kidding? That's- not for calling, Mike. That that's embarrassing. Like that's bad. That's not like And I'm not upset. I'm just I'm I'm frustrated at the situation, I guess. I don't know. Are you one of those people that has like a there's a difference between angry and upset
0: or like to me it's all just the same thing. Like I'm I don't get frustrated over things I can't control. I'll be honest, It it's something that I've, you know, come to learn. And honestly, as I've become more of a journalism person, maybe this is the difference between you and me, because I have more of a journalism background, whereas you have a more of a business background. And you don't like when I see things, I have to see them objectively, you know. So as much as I love the Rockets and I want the Rockets to do everything, you know, I want them to win every game they possibly can. You know, I look at the situation and I'm not there's not there's no anger anger you know and maybe that's sad maybe that's a sad thing that you know journalism has kind of sucked my like passionate takes about it but I'm so passionate about it I I just show it in a different way and that's what makes you and I work you bring you know the fan passion and I bring the the basketball side passion but welcome to another episode of the dream take presented by the dream shake here we're talking rockets hornets and where did that offense go and the rockets were, what was it, 98-87 going into the third quarter, and they lost by 25. Yep, yeah. They got outscored by twenty brutal. points. Seven points in the fourth quarter, the franchise low for a quarter. You know, when I saw that John Wall and Eric Gordon were not playing today, I, I marked this as a loss. So maybe that's also why I'm not as frustrated about tonight because I knew this game was going to – I had a good feeling this game was going to be a loss. I was surprised to see that the Rockets, you know, played a pretty good three quarters – and the thing is, it's easy to look at this game, especially how it ended, and be like, this team is in it. This team is not going to, you know. But to be fair, I'm not going to let one quarter of basketball where, to be honest, they the five best players, I would say, for the Rockets didn't even play in that quarter. Um, So, to me, I wouldn't read too much into it. And this whole game in itself, I mean, yes, we should talk about this game and, you know, look look at this game for what it was. But to use this game as a litmus test for where the Rockets truly stand is not fair to this team because this team... Played it, it was a JV rocket squad tonight, and they they held their own for three quarters, and they ultimately lost to a varsity Hornet squad that is a little bit better than I think we really expected.
1: Yeah, it's just frustrating. I mean, I agree with what you're saying, but the 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 fact remains that they've lost back to back games to. I'll call. It, I mean, they're at best mediocre team. San
0: Antonio was no well, Mike. If if it's they are mediocre, like what Well, if the Spurs and the Hornets are at best mediocre, and the Rockets lost to both of them, what does that say about the Rockets? Exactly. Maybe what? that's where the Rockets are.
1: I don't disagree with the fact that they're mediocre, but the fact is, is that they had a good thing going, and now all this. Why did Eric Gordon sit tonight? For what? For rest. Oh my God. Okay. I mean. That's fine. If Eric Gordon played tonight, I think they win. If yeah, John Wall plays tonight, I think they win. Yeah, but
0: John, I mean, John Wall plays tonight. I think they win. I think they okay. only need one of those guys.
1: But the difference is, is that there was there's legitimate reasoning to sit Eric to sit Christian Wood. He's hurt to sit John Wall because he's coming. He doesn't play back to back, which is fine. But why did Eric? Why? Because he he's tired. Like, there's no reason. There was, he is hurt you got to understand, Mike. he comes back tomorrow, he's not hurt. They just rested him, which means that the Rockets blew an opportunity to win a game tonight. I feel like the last two games have been blown opportunities at wins. That's, that's where I see. Watching the game as intently as you and I do, you, do you not feel like the last two games we've left wins on the
0: table? Well, maybe what they were doing is they saw tonight as, you know, hey, maybe we can get this win without – these guys and then tomorrow we look that much better and honestly I expect a huge game out of Eric Gordon tomorrow and a huge game out of John Waldemar both of whom played really well against the Spurs you know it's frustrating when this team plays kind of like a hockey team where you know you only get certain amount of guys on each on each night and it's just it's difficult and maybe I'm just saying that because you know we've had four of our five four we've had what four of our last five games have been on the on a back-to-back and tomorrow night we'll have another back-to-back game and then right into Thursday another game so you know these games haven't really been fair and look at the Rockets in these in these four games they're one in three so I think honestly it's just a matter of this is where they are in the schedule right now and you know it's a tough stretching your schedule but you know the Rockets shouldn't be expected to win every game that's it. No,
1: they shouldn't. But these are two games they very easily had a good shot at winning. The Rockets had a, were in it against San Antonio. Tonight, much less of a chance than the San Antonio game. But you were down by three going into the fourth quarter. And you completely stink the bed and score seven points. What?
0: Are, are you kidding me? Yeah, there, there's not an excuse. I'm not I'm not excusing anything or anything like that. The ben McElroy that- not being on the court for a lion's share of
1: the fourth quarter is not acceptable when he's having one of his best games, easily his best game of the year, again, coming down to rotations with Coach Silas. We saw it in the San Antonio game where different guys should have been on the court, in my opinion, at the end of the game. They weren't. No problem. We move on. Tonight, same thing in the fourth quarter. Why is Ben McLemore not on the court when it, when it mattered most? Which let's is, shout out, let's shout out Benny Mack first. That, that's first and foremost. Yeah, I mean Benny Mack. I mean his best game of the year. He still can't. He still can't cover anybody. But I mean he had a great game offensively. He could shoot. I mean he could shoot the rock.
0: Well, I honestly think that when you have the full team there, it's much easier to make adjustments, right? Yeah. But when you have guys sitting out, when you have guys that you can't play, and you're only because they really had ten guys dressed today. If you want to count Courage, sure. But so let let's take him out though. You had not you dressed nine guys today. Yeah. And you know, honestly, like if KJ Martin wasn't in the G League, I think he would have played tonight. Um, but I, I just think that with this, like. Steven Silas has had all year long, he's been restricted in what he can and cannot do with this team. And, you know, John Wall can't play back to backs. Victor Oladipo can't play back to backs. Eric Gordon needs to rest here and there. DeMarcus Cousins, Christian Wood has been hurt. James Harden, you know, is playing, but he's not really playing. So like, he's been restricted in what he can and cannot do. Oh, uh, you know, COVID for Ben McLemore, COVID for Daniel House. Like, there's always been something, and it, it doesn't seem like that's going to change anytime soon. I mean, Christian would posted an Instagram post today saying that he of um, him in the pool, so maybe he'll be back soon. Um, but that's the thing. At this point, just I wouldn't read too much into this loss. To me, I didn't learn too much about this team tonight. Like you would think after every game you learn something new about your team, but when you have as many players out for the Rockets key players, I think you saw tonight, like the, the Hornets shot 50% from the three point line. That doesn't happen if John Wall's there. That doesn't happen if Eric Gordon's there that. So like, that's the thing is I would say that John Wall, Eric Gordon, Christian Wood are the three biggest difference makers, both on offense and on defense, because on defense, even for Christian Wood, he can go out, he can defend the perimeter, and he can go inside. And they needed someone inside, especially at the end of that game. And if Christian Wood was in that fourth quarter, the Hornets don't go on as furious of a run as they did. So, it, to me, I didn't learn too much about this team tonight. I learned that Ben McLemore still has it, thank God, because, you know, maybe he should get the minutes. And that's, you know, that's a personal one. That's from my boy Danny Mack. But... I mean, I knew that already. I knew Benny Mac could ball out, so that didn't surprise me. Honestly, well, the only thing that surprised me tonight was that... Uh, I learned two things tonight. I didn't I didn't learn too much about the Rockets tonight. I, I learned the Hornets. Um, you know, the Hornets, I think, have one of the best uniform closets. Well, I'll call it a closet, because that's, I guess... You know, that should be what those things are called. Let's normalize that. Let's call uniform outlet's a closet but i think they have one of the most diverse and incredible closets in the nba and they picked what the purples tonight i was like eh. like i really wanted to go with those like real light blues you know have you you've seen those mike i have i learned but, some things about I world they world had those world. tonight and the rockets had red like ooh, that'd been nice yeah
1: number one victor oladipo is not the dude no he's sorry. not sorry you we You're already do that Trade them at the deadline for whatever you can get, um, which in this fan's eyes makes the Harden trade look that much worse. Uh, I, know no. you love, I, I know you love the draft picks. I get it. Totally understand it. And that's great. It,
0: in six years try. from
1: now, you're not going to be saying the same thing. I don't even know if I'm going to be here in six years. I mean, I treat my body like an amusement I don't even know if I'm here tomorrow. I mean, like an amusement park. So it's like, I don't know if I'm going <laughs> to be here. I'm just saying I learned that. And I I learned here tomorrow. I hope you're here in six years.
0: I thank you, buddy. I mean, (laughs) we are both pretty young people.
1: That's true. I also learned. I also learned tonight that this NB, like the the Hornets, clowned the Rockets in the fourth quarter. Right? Are we on the same page there? They clowned them. Yes. They're laughing at them. They're dapping each other up. You know what I would have done to one of their players if they would have got up? I would have put him in the first row. Just a hard, clean foul. But you know what? That's not today's NBA. Like, you know who would have done that? You know who would have never have taken that type of clowning? Was guys like uh, uh, Kevin Willis, uh, Vernon Maxwell, Mario Welly. They wouldn't know, have gotten clowned like that in the first place. That's. But that's my – like, tonight, like, the Rockets just looked – that was what was most frustrating about the game is I don't even mind losing, Right. Like I, to, to be honest with you, the loss doesn't the loss doesn't upset me. What upsets me is the way they looked doing it. They took stupid shots. They had they had no urgency on either side of the court. And you're letting some 19 year old who I think has a really good future in this league of Lamelo Ball. He looks better than I thought. Like the kid can flat out over here. Uh, probably yeah. Minnesota screwed up. They probably should have took Ball. But the problem was is they got too many easy shots. And there wasn't one clean, you're not going to do this to us. Like, we're going to have some mad even if we're going to go down. There was none of that. They just look soft. They you know who would have done that? They
0: folded over like a wet blanket, and it sucks. You know who would have done that? Who? John Wall. Yeah, probably. That's why, I mean, they, I they love They really miss John Wall tonight.
1: I love me some John Wall. You know, I thought Boogie was that guy. I thought Tucker could
0: be that guy. I think Tate The way Boogie's been playing, he can't be like that.
1: Well, I mean, but th- th- this is what I'm talking about, though. For a second night in a row, the Rockets got destroyed on the front line. Just destroyed on the front line. Well, At, at inopportune times in the game. Not the whole game. Jayshon Tate. Love me some Jayshon Tate. Mm-hmm. Okay. Props to you, Jeremy Brenner. I, I want to give you as much props as I can for
0: calling Jayshon Tate at the beginning. I mean, of the I year. didn't scout him, but... Yeah, but you knew what was coming. You like, knew group, was coming. This group, I- to be fair, actually, no, that's not that's not fair. Um, I didn't were a think a lot. going to be like a starter, like ten games into the season. But hey, you were you were so early on him. Here. But here's the thing: like
1: he's great. But let me ask you this: if our guys are going to play so haphazardly like they did in the fourth, then just go all young, man. Just bring up Kevin Porter Jr. Let KJ Martin play. Like if you're, if you're the front office and you're not going to get Guys to help for this season, which I know you're not a fan of, and quite honestly, I can be talked into not wanting those Javel McGee types or somebody to come in and you know as a bring in a backup point.
0: So, if you're not going to bring in anybody, then just go full youth. Then just well, go, full. that's kind of what they did tonight, Mike. John Wall, Eric Gordon, Christian Wood, three of the most experienced players in the roster, didn't play. Um, Mason Jones got 15. I mean, they're they're playing a very young group of guys. Jay Sean Tate is an undrafted rookie, played 29 minutes. Mason Jones, an undrafted rookie, played 15 minutes. So they are playing young guys. And the thing is, we we talk about this conundrum they have with, with going out and getting guys and such because they don't really know if they're a contender or not yet. But can you really look at this team and call them a a team that can't go make the playoffs yet when they are missing their three best players. Exactly. So That is why you still cannot make that deduction yet until you get much closer to the trade deadline. Once you're at the trade deadline, then you can start seeing, okay. And look, the Rockets are 11 and 12. Like, we're talking about this team as if they're the worst team in the league. And they're far from that. I mean, there aren't, you know, they're nowhere close. They're closer to the bottom than the top, but they are not you know, the worst team in the league, they could easily start a six game winning streak tomorrow if they really wanted to. But ultimately, if you sacrifice short, like long-term assets for short-term success, it's not going to get you much further. The value of getting a like guy like JaVale McGee is not going to benefit your team in the long run. It might benefit your team for two weeks, but it's not awesome. going to be in the long run. So the Rockets just kind of have to go with what they got, and that because the thing is, they're kind of in the middle. They're not good enough to take, like they're not bad enough to where they're tanking for the playoffs, and they could just go full youth. But they're not, you know, a team that needs to go out and be a buyer. They they don't have to be a buyer. Like teams like Brooklyn needs to be a buyer because their window is open now. Philly, their window is open now. Miami, a team that has a worse record than the Rockets, but their window is open right now. So they have to make a move now.
1: Houston yeah, sure.
0: is not there yet, and that's okay. We ha- we were in that boat for years because we had James Harden in his prime. We don't have that anymore. So at this point, games like this are going to happen, and to be honest, games like this are going to happen for years. For a few years, and And this is we've been spoiled as Rockets fans because we we have this idea that, you know, the team is competitive every year. And we're lucky that even when they're not championship contenders, they still put up a competitive fight every now and then. If John Wall played tonight, this game would have been a lot more competitive. They probably would have won. Same with Eric Gordon and same with Christian Wood. It just didn't happen tonight. And I'm willing to say, you know what? Okay, take the loss, go to Tuesday and, you know, go from there. No, I mean I'm with you.
1: It's just a thought. I mean, the guy we talked about it last show. One name that you and I did not talk about is Rashawn Holmes in Sacramento. That's the type I'm of up. I know. But there was talks about him possibly wanting out. You know, John Collins in Atlanta. Like they need young pieces that they can do. right there. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's it. Because well, the if thing you, is if you have a front line moving forward of Tate, Collins, and Wood,
0: yeah, I'm, I'm all about that. But. And Mike, this is why you get Victor Oladipo instead of Karis LeVert. Because Karis LeVert, if you bring him in, you can't afford John Collins. But with Oladipo out and probably not coming back, now the Rockets have a max, like, a max slot where they can offer Collins more money than Atlanta can match. Because he is a restricted free agent. And if you put John Collins in there, in that starting five, yeah. that's a wrap. That's right. We're going to be following – like, John Collins, listen, guys, now. Because I would not be surprised – like, he will likely get a meeting on the first night of free agency with the Rockets. I can put money on that right now. He's I don't a- know if I'd put as much money as, you know, what John Collins is probably going to make on this yeah. uh, free agent deal. But I could put it in a friendly wager. But I. But the, the, the,
1: the, the comment I made earlier was you don't make a decision – today on what you're going to do at the deadline because the deadline is still what five it's about,
0: it's about a month and a half away you yeah, it's not, about, march 25th
1: it's about six weeks away but if you continue to lose games like these where you're down a wood or a gordon and a wall it's going to make your decision a lot easier that you're going to be sellers at the deadline you're not going to be buyers and that is the point where you just go look we want to see what Kevin Porter has. We want to see what K.J. Martin has. We want to see what Jayshon Tate has. We want to see what these young guys can have. And if they don't go get – I mean, it just it, – it hurts to watch DeMarcus Cousins try and guard people on the perimeter sometimes. like It just – it hurts the soul. And right now, their best option is to go small. But when you play against a guy like a I, – I can't even believe He's I'm. Beyond, though. Bismack, Biombo, but not even until the second half and I'm not going to yell and scream Cody Zeller because we have done we did that last show with you know Eubanks but the fact that Cody Zeller Cody Zeller, Zeller, yeah, Cody Zeller yeah. had 12 points I, I feel like we need to find Cody Zeller Yeah, just allow me just an open spot every show now we get it sponsored like it'll be great just for me to scream Yeah, but double digits to Cody Zeller is ridiculous if
0: any, if any local sponsor in Houston would like to be sponsored and have Michael Brown scream excellent things about their product and or company,
1: hit us up. You Okay. Yeah. I do have backup on this. When the telecast, when Bullard and Ackerman compare Cody Zeller to an accountant on the, on the, the, nice. the broadcast, but it's true. Like he That's sucks. Nice. Okay,
0: but he, he looks sucks. like an accountant, but he can still play. I, I understand that. But when I say these, I think like, it's just think? physical features. I don't think it has anything to do with his basketball skills. Yeah. yeah. They suck. I mean, it's fine. Hey, Cody Zeller has made a lot of money in hey. Charlotte. Like He's been there since 2013. He was Victor Oladipo's uh, college teammate. So think about it. Victor Oladipo, as great as he is, has been to Orlando, Oklahoma City, Indiana, and Houston. So four teams in like eight years. Cody Zeller has stayed with the Hornets all yeah, year. Because he happened to find a, a dumb enough
1: organization to continue to pay him what they've paid him. I will tell you this, you know who I wouldn't
0: mind as a backup big on this roster is Bismack Biombo. I know, Bismack Biombo. Remember, like, I think he still is reaping the benefits of, remember in 2016, when he was with the Raptors, yep. and he, like, had, like, they he needed to start some games, mm-hmm. and he played, like, super well, and that warranted him, like, this super big contract, it was with, like or, 20, I think the Magic signed him to the
1: contract. It was, like, $60 million. Like, it was something... Just absurdly stupid. But I would take Bismack Biombo. Bismack Biombo is the perfect guy to come off the bench for this team.
0: Yeah. He got paid four years, $72 million. Yeah, it's even worse than the I thought. Magic. I mean, it's and worse then than, then than I thought. He was traded to the Hornets, and then the Hornets put him on another contract this season. I would, You know, tonight was
1: just a night where I wouldn't have minded seeing the Rockets' youth just try and run. Because the, the, the Hornets— I mean, when you draft in the first round for 25 straight years like they have, you know, eventually you're going to get a team that's got some talent to it. I mean, eventually, you're,
0: at some point, you would think. that the team- they've, they've always been, like, just there. Like, they they got Kemba Walker, and they rode Kemba Walker as long as he could. And they've had, like, Cody Zeller's been okay. Um you know, PJ Washington looks to be decent for them. Miles Bridges, I really like. Um, Malik Monk, I think was he in the first round? I think oh, yeah. so. Oh yeah,
1: yeah. drafted my they're all
0: lottery though. picks. They're all like late, mid, late lottery picks, and then they got Lamella Ball, and I think Lamella Ball can be their number one for a long time. Yeah, uh, Lamella has the power in the league, dude. I would look, and if you look at how Anthony Edwards, you have you seen how Anthony Edwards is like statistically like the worst player in the NBA? it's close like like there are like if you look at um nba math like it's a twitter account i think it's called nba math it might be called something different but that's what they used to be called i think it's nba underscore math but if you look at like honestly this if you want to learn more about analytics i use this specifically to look at analytics and um numbers and learn more so Follow them at MBA underscore math. This is not an MBA underscore math sponsored episode of the podcast, but um, it's really good. Um, you learn about all things TPA and they have fun little charts where they put pictures of uh, everyone in the NBA and it looks kind of funny because they're all like scattered on like a huge chart. But Anthony Edwards, like according to this TPA math is one of the worst players or MBA math is one of the worst players in the
1: NBA. Well, it's also comes down to system you know, the players around him. Yeah. I, have ne- I have never been a D'Angelo Russell fan. Carl Anthony Towns has been in and out of the lineup. And one thing you saw tonight was, I mean, LaMelo Ball has the green light. I mean, that dude will pull yeah. up from anywhere. I mean, he will – I mean, he's, he's just allowed to run and gun on that team, which matches his style. Now, is that sustainable for a long time? I don't know. It's to be determined. But he is – Ooh, God, man, he can fly.
0: I mean, that, that dude is exciting and fun to watch. I'm going to pull up some questions from our uh, listeners, viewers from the live portion of our show. Hey, Mr. Hey. Sinister, when can we call up Kevin Porter Jr.? So this actually is a good question because the, the D-League bubble starts Wednesday, right? Um, I believe – let me look up exactly when the Vipers uh, play because that will be a good opportunity to see Kevin Porter um in action they play Wednesday night at 6 30 Houston time you can catch the game on ESPN plus so if you have uh, access to ESPN plus go and watch the Vipers it's gonna be honestly KPj and uh and excuse KJ Kevin Martin uh, KJ Martin and uh, Kevin Porter and they're both gonna get a lot of a lot of playing time and then the the g League bubble ends March the 6th now I do think that teams can call up their guys whenever but I would imagine they stay until the bubble because that's they the game ends right after all-star break so I would assume right after the all-star break is when you're gonna uh see them come back to the team and potentially play for you know the big league team it it could be any day I mean the I I I think they're gonna keep him there
1: I really do yeah I it wouldn't shock me either way I, I it could be any day,
0: but I, I honestly lean towards what what you're saying. I think injuries really pile up, but I really love the idea of watching Kevin Porter in the bubble because he's going to get a time. He's going to get time to get like rust, yeah. get it off, and then when he comes back, have an opportunity to potentially crack rotation. I hope he gets a, a good shot at it. And you know, I'd imagine that it would be bef- sometime between the All Star break and the trade deadline because I think if the Rockets see Kevin Porter as as a guy that can play, um, and they're more likely to deal Victor Oladipo.
1: Yeah, I hot take alert. I, I don't. By the time the trade deadline is over, I think the Rockets will have moved on from Oladipo, Tucker, and Mclemore. I think all three of those guys will be gone. I think and, at
0: least one of those guys will be gone.
1: Yeah, I, it all depends on the deal. You know, if these teams start to get desperate. That, that's what you got to hope if you're a Rockets fan at this point. You and I are on the same page that this team is not a championship contender. But you got to hope that there's some contenders out there that get desperate. You know, the the Clippers, you know, come at you with an offer for Ben McLemore because they feel like they need more shooting off the bench. You know, Miami really misses uh, – who did they lose to uh, Phoenix? Myers Leonard? No, to Phoenix. Jay Crowder? Jay Crowder. They miss Jay Crowder. And they're willing to
0: give you a, a pretty decent deal for PJ Tucker, if the Rockets will uh, listen to everything. That oh, is, absolutely, everything is on the table. they're in because they're in a very unique position where they have trade chips and a reason to deal them. Correct, and the right—I mean, everybody outside
1: of—I mean, Christian Wood and Javon Tate.
0: I mean, I know you're—you're—I you're don't man- think John Wall is getting traded. John Wall – okay, so John Wall – Eric Gordon's not getting traded at the trade deadline. Maybe after the season potentially, yeah. but not at the trade deadline.
1: But I think you listen to offers. I think you're always listening. If somebody mm-hmm. blows you away says, wow, Eric Gordon is playing some of the if best the offers you world, two
0: or three. If someone offers you two yeah. first for Eric Gordon, you definitely have to consider it. Absolutely, and that's why I say that he's on
1: the table. Everybody besides Tate, Wall, and Wood to me are on the table. Mm-hmm. I, I Raphael Stone says my phone is on for any one of those phone calls. Mm-hmm. You know, then you got to try and build some assets towards the future. yeah. You know, and it feels like post-trade deadline, that's when you could see this team to answer the, the commenter's question where you could just see this team in full youth fun mode. I mean, you yeah. could have a starting five of Gordon, Wall, Tate, Porter,
0: and Wood. You know? I'm, I'm down with the get-down on that. Mm-hmm. One more one more opportunity. Jake Mountford over here is giving us an opportunity to uh, gas Jay Sean Tate up again. So, you want to take this opportunity to do it again?
1: Yeah, the, the spike block on
0: LaMelo Ball Yeah, let's talk about that specifically. That was filthy. That might have been the highlight, like, highlight real moment for Jay Sean Tate this season. I mean, and is you know the- what I... It's one of those plays you're gonna remember oh, yeah. after tonight.
1: And you know what I love about Jay Sean Tate is that he has one speed. There is there is no oh let me uh, let me see what's going on here. Let me no, it's pedal to the metal, like let's get up and go. I think the next step to his game, though, is trusting his three. Mm-hmm. Too many times he gets an open three and he'll shot fake and he'll try to go to the bucket. And he the the playing court to him is not level, it's downhill. Like, it is, I'm coming at you, and I'm going to come at you hard at the bucket. And he's great at finishing around the rim. For a rookie, it's ridiculous how easy he makes it look to finish at the rim. But he's got to, you know, guys are going to start to say, okay, we know what's coming. We're going to back off you a little bit, prove you can hit the three-point shot. Very reminiscent of Draymond Green. Like, Draymond Green could get to the bucket, and guys would just leave him open at the three-point line. He's got to prove that he can hit that shot consistently consistently. And Sean Tate's game is only going to go up. I mean, the kid is is fantastic.
0: Mm-hmm. Kelly Eco, uh, the athletic beat writer for the Rockets and the friend of the Dream Shakes, he wrote for the Dream Shake at one point. He wrote a real fu- real nice article on Jay Sean Tate, like his, his uh, overseas story before he came to the NBA. So if you have an athletic subscription, go check him out. And if you don't have an athletic subscription, it's, it's extremely uh, cheap. You can go out and get one for very little money, so make your money's worth and go and uh, watch read read that article and check out all the content, but you can also check out all of our content, all things Houston Rockets at home of all things Houston Rockets on com. you should probably head over there as well, we uh, give Valet free content, so there you go um, You, you can scared also- me by the way sorry, real quick,
1: you scared me when you said Kelly Eco, I thought a trade just went down some injury news yeah. came out. I had no oh, idea that was oh, a, book oh, for a story. We need oh, to have, we need to have a buzzer or like a red like a yeah. You know
0: okay. what I'm thinking? I honestly think because oh. the Rockets are such big, and I'm throwing this out. We haven't talked really about this, but let's do a trade deadline show. We should do a trade deadline show live. And, oh, I'm so in. Yeah, and then and then we get like a buzzer. You know the the jump does that. Like they put like a buzzer up there, and you know because the Rockets are going to be big players at the trade deadline. Um but I think this is a good place to park the rocket ship for now. Uh, actually, before we go, one last thing. Tomorrow night, Pelicans. One one thing to look for.
1: Uh, bounce back. The Rockets yeah, aren't in.
0: They, yeah. need, they, need they need a big win. And the Pelicans are going to come at it, too. Um, the Pelicans have had two full days off since their last game. They really want to beat the Rockets, considering they took a bad beating to them the last time they were there. Let's find some of that magic that they had in New Orleans um, and, and apply it to tomorrow's game. But – Thank you so much for tuning into this episode. Be sure to follow The Dream Take on Twitter at The Dream Take. And you can also follow us, uh, The Dream Shake, on Twitter at Dream Shake SBN. Give The Dream Shake a like on Facebook if you're over there. And be sure to subscribe to The Dream Take on your podcast app of choice. We apologize for the uh, technical difficulties with Apple for the previous episode. Uh, we've been we've been working with a whole lot of different platforms lately with StreamYard and with Periscope and YouTube and we've been you know trying to find the right fit and sometimes it doesn't all fit correctly but we think we're we're, we're getting somewhere uh, so you should hopefully be able to listen to the episode on your podcast app a choice Hopefully, if it it doesn't work, we'll keep you updated on our socials. Uh, Be sure to also follow my co-pilot on Twitter. And You can't really see him right now if you're watching us. But you can follow my co-pilot, Michael Brown, on Twitter at BSWpodcast underscore NB. And you can follow me on Twitter at Jeremy Brenner. It's my name, nothing fancy. J-E-R-E-M-Y-B-R-E-N-E-R. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode. And until next time, go Rockets!